everybody welcome back to another edition of the untitled jeff gluck podcast i'm your host jeff gluck and today it's another 12 questions version of the podcast this time it's with chase briscoe the xfinity series driver from stewart haas racing i've enjoyed getting to know chase a little bit when uh, i've run into him at some dirt races like the chili bowl where he was running in january and uh, you get to talk in a more relaxed atmosphere there and uh, just a, a very friendly guy with a great personality um, I think a little bit still underrated on the NASCAR scene, but definitely somebody who you should keep your eye on. And uh, he recently reached out at the start of the season and said, wow, you know, 12 questions. Uh, it's good this year. I like the questions. So anytime a driver is like enthusiastic about 12 questions, I definitely want to do it because that means that they actually know what the questions are or maybe have prepared some answers or thought about it. And I feel like that makes for a better interview. So, of course, I said, well, let's do an interview. So we did. So uh, without further ado, here's Chase Briscoe and the 12 questions for this week. All right, everybody, I'm here with Chase Briscoe. And Chase, the first question is, are you an iPhone person or an Android person and why? iPhone, 100%. So I want to say I was in like 10th grade. My parents were like, all right, we'll get you a smartphone. So we go. And I was, like, committed on getting an iPhone, right? And we go, and the lady was like, you can't get weather on an iPhone. Like, the radar won't work. Oh, okay. I was like, okay. So I got an Android, and I hated it. <laughs> like, it was awful. So now I've been an iPhone guy ever since. They're just so they're so much more simple. Like, an Android, I feel like it never worked. And they're just, I don't know. It, I just like the simplicity of an iPhone. And you can get the weather now. Yeah, and you, <laughs> well, come to find out, you could have got the radar even back then on an oh, iPhone. Okay. But they were... I don't, that was like their sales thing. They're probably getting like a cutback on the Android sales. So they're like, yeah, we're going to sell this guy an Android instead of an iPhone. But yeah, <laughs> definitely an iPhone guy. Um, if a fan meets you in the garage, they might only have like a really brief moment with you before you got to run or you're walking somewhere. So between like an autograph, a selfie, or a quick comment to you, what's the uh, what's your advice on the best way for them to use that moment? All three. I'm pretty like... I always make sure, I mean, there might be a rare instance where I'm like in a hurry, but I'll normally, I always will stop. I feel like it's so cool that somebody wants my autograph or a selfie or anything. So like going out to driver interest, for example, 15 minutes early, every single time, like I'll go and sign every single autograph. Like I, I feel like I was in their situation at one point where like, I thought it was super cool to get an autograph or just get to see them. So like it drives me nuts when guys just walk by. Like, there's nowhere, like, I get that you have to be at some point, but don't blow by everybody and don't even say, like, hey or wave or, like, high five or anything. Like, it drives me nuts. That's my <laughs> biggest pet peeve when guys just act like they're so cool and blow everybody off. Like, I don't get it because without them, you don't have a job. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the whole reason we get to do what we get to do. So, I don't know. I'm pretty big on that. Like, anything you want me to do, I'll do it. What are some memorable autographs that you got when you were younger? Like, me getting them? So my dad, I didn't personally get it, but my dad brought home a Jeff Gordon one one time his rookie year. It was like personalized to me and everything because him and my dad used to race together. Okay. So that one was cool. I had a Tony Stewart one. Uh, I remember my dad brought home this like sidewall of a Hoosier sprint car tire and it had Casey Kane's autograph on it one time. So those were probably my favorite three growing up was Tony, Jeff, and Casey. Okay. When someone pulls a jerk move on the road, 
Um, does that feeling at all compare to what it feels like when someone pulls a jerk move on the track? It's worse. Oh, really? Way worse. Like to me, when we're racing, I get your job to make it hard to get past. We're on the road, like you're just cruising down the road. Like if I'm coming up 15 mile an hour quicker, just let me go. <laughs> like the biggest thing that drives me crazy is guys that just ride in the left lane and you get over in the right lane. And then like, I make it a point. I get like, I almost cut them off back to the left lane just to prove like, Hey, get out of the left lane. And they just keep cruising down at like less than speed limit. So to me, it's worse if somebody chops me on the road than it is on the racetrack. Wow. Okay. Like it, it literally makes me mad. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I, I like that. Uh, has there ever been a time when you've had a sketchy situation with your safety equipment? Mm, I personally haven't. I know there's been a time in a sprint car I forgot to like strap my Hans, but it was oh, under really? caution before practice or before hot laps. So like I clicked it and it was good to go. But a good story about safety equipment. So Jack Hewitt drove for my grandpa, legendary guy in sprint cars. He ran at Eldora. I think it was the last half the race without seatbelts. Whoa. Broke off at Eldora. Ran the whole half the race without seatbelts. He didn't pull in? Won the race. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's like, crazy. Just running Eldora by yourself is sketchy. Now, imagine in a race without seatbelts. And he was running like an inch off the wall. Wow. Yeah, One slip, that would have been it for him. Yeah, that's, that's brave. Wow, that's crazy. Um, if your crew chief put a super secret illegal part on your car that made it way faster... Would you want to know about it? Um, and that's tough. I feel like so. Little backstory on me: I know absolutely nothing about cars. Okay, like I can't work on them. Like I can do very basic things, but like I really don't know what. Like I know what springs do, but I don't. Like I know the base of them. So you could tell me you had something super illegal on. I probably wouldn't even know what it is in the first place. But I feel like I would. I would like to know. Just because I feel like any time somebody gets caught cheating, the driver gets ridiculed for it online. Yeah. Like, it just gets blasted. When at the end of the day, I had nothing to do with it. So I would probably like to know just so I had a heads up. But nobody cheats in NASCAR. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I understand where you're coming from, though, because, like, you don't want to be have all these people tweeting at you and being going, "Oh, Chase Briscoe, the cheater," and you're yeah, like, "I like, didn't do anything." Yeah, like I didn't do. Like I drove it, and I, I feel like that happens a lot. Like guys get in and they win. Well, come to find out they're cheating. Like they didn't know that they had something illegal in the car. Like that's the team's job to push it each and every week. Where like I'm not the guy bolting the thing on there, you know. So I feel like I would like to know, but at the same time, there's a part of me that. I would just rather not know and just get in and drive. Because if I win the race, I would like to know that it wasn't because of an illegal part. Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather it be like, hey, like our team did a really good job. They, they got the car set up right. Like, I did my job behind the wheel, not because I cheated. Yeah. No, like, yeah. I, 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 that's the only thing that wouldn't want me to know. Like, I would, I would like to think that we did our job right, not a part did its job right. Yeah. Um, what is a food you would not recommend eating right before a race? And are you speaking from personal experience with this recommendation? So I think I told you on our last couple questions, I'm super picky. Like never had hot dog, like never had peanut butter and jelly. Like I'm super picky. So what I eat is very limited and very fried food. So before the Roval, I go to the Ford little RV bus thing and they have chicken tenders and nacho cheese. So I down these things, right? <laughs> last 10 laps of the Roval. I was starting to get a little sick. So as good as it was, and it obviously worked out for me, I feel like that probably wasn't the best thing to eat before the race was 
chicken tenders and nacho cheese. So when you win a race, does that stomach pain go away? Like, is that a, a, like the version of Tums for a, a driver like Pepto? <laughs> or like, were you still uh, getting out of the car being like, ugh? No, I for sure forgot about it as soon as we won. Oh, like, okay. But 10 to go, I was like, man, my stomach is like, like, I felt like I was going to throw up. Oh, God. But then, like, five to go, I was good after that. Okay. But, yeah, it was not. The four people still give me a hard time. They're like, <laughs> we are not having chicken tenders and nacho cheese again. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, is there life in outer space, and if so, do they race? I, I have no idea. I don't get into that stuff, honestly, like. I don't care about aliens, if there even are any. I, I don't think there are. But that's like the least of the things I think about. Are you not like a Star Wars guy or anything like never that? Never watched a movie. Never watched any of the Star Wars? Never. Never wow. saw Star Trek. Never seen any of that stuff. Wow. Okay. What do drivers talk about when they're standing around at driver intros before a race? So I always try to talk to guys about dirt racing and try to get them to come race dirt. So like You're trying to convert them. Yeah, I try to convert them. And then other than that, like, we always talk about how hot it is normally. I'm like, man, like, this is going to be brutal today. It's too hot to race. And then uh, we normally talk about, like, I always try to some, – I'm giving away my secrets, but I always try to find out how their car is. I'm like, man, I'm struggling over here, and I might not really be struggling there, but I want them to be <laughs> like, yeah, I'm struggling there too. That way I know in the race, like, hey, man, that's a, that's a spot they struggle in. <laughs> so I amazing. tried to make a little notebook. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully none of them read just, this. You just kind of, like, float it out there, and you're like – Oh man, dude! I'm, yeah, like I'm like, man, I'm terrible getting into three today. And then they're be like, man, me too. Like in practice, I was so loose. And then in the race, I'm thinking, man, if I just drive up on their back bumper, they're really gonna be loose. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Now I'm gonna ask somebody this, and they're gonna be like, I ain't telling you. Right, I know. Well, not enough people read this, so no, I don't know. You, I, I read right. it every week. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, thanks, uh, Chase. What makes you happy right now? A lot of things. So I got a dog. So. That, that's one thing that I never thought I would be into. Like, I had a dog growing up, but I never really took care of it or anything. Where now, like, now that I have my own dog, like, I'm a helicopter parent. Like, I'm always making sure he doesn't get into anything or get hurt. And then recently engaged, so that's that's fun. Me and Marissa go do a lot of things together. Just life's good right now. That's awesome. Got a full-time ride. Had the guy I always dreamed of racing for, so it's, it's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hopefully start running good now that the season started. And then, then it'll be really, really good. Yeah, well, you got to leave some room to be yeah, just for a max little bit. happiness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want to peak too early. Yeah, in your you life can't. Or yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Chase, a sponsor comes to you, and they're like, dude, we will fund the entire rest of your career um, on the condition that you wear a clown nose and an 80s rocker wig for every interview you do for the rest of your career. Oh, I'd do it. Oh, really? Absolutely. Yeah, I would do it. I would do it probably just for the fun of it. <laughs> Not the clown nose, but I would wear like a wig. Oh, okay. Especially a mullet wig. Right. I don't want to give away a secret, but I'm probably going to wear one of those Rico mullet hats at Darlington. Like that oh. thing is pretty sweet. Yeah. So I, w- I would do something like that. Did you have? Did you purchase one at the Chili Bowl? I didn't, but I'm going to get one. I don't know. I heard they sold out. They might have to do another I feel like I could probably get one. Okay. But gotta- like in high school, I was that guy that used to always go to the basketball game and just dress like an idiot. Like, I mean, so that kind of stuff's not out of the question for me. Okay. I've kind of, those days have kind of passed, but I feel like down deep there's somewhere in there where I could, I could do stuff like that. You don't mind putting yourself out there that way? I feel like I'm more or less likely to now, but Uh before, like, I didn't care. Like, anything that I thought would get people to laugh, I would do it. Huh. Where now I'm not as much like that. Okay. But I would still probably do it. Like, I'll, I'll probably definitely wear the mullet hat if I can get one. All right. 
Um, okay, so this is the the tenth year of the twelve questions. Um, we've never, I've never repeated a question on the interviews until now. You were nice enough to give me your question number beforehand. You picked yep. fifty five, I believe. So I went back, looked it up. That is from the two thousand thirteen uh, twelve questions, and the question is. What's your song of the moment right now? Something you're listening to a lot or you think that fans should download or I guess stream in, That's a good in the modern day terms? So I got a funny little story for you. So this song I heard coming back from Homestead. We had a ride back with one of the crew guys. And I heard this song on the radio and I'd heard it a couple times. And I was like, man, that's a really good song. So come to find out, I could not remember it. Like looked everywhere for it. Me and Marissa both were like, man, what's this song called? She didn't really pay attention to it. I was trying to... I was typing in lyrics I thought I heard on uh-huh. Google and I couldn't find it. So I come down here, la- or Daytona last week, I get in my rental car, and it's on. Oh. After three months of trying to figure out what the song was. So I instantly called her and put it on speakerphone and blared it all the way up. I'm like, listen, what's on? And she was like, what the heck is this? I don't even know. So the song is called Burn the House Down, and it's like got this really good little like trumpet beat to it. I don't know. I thought it was really good. So I've been playing it a lot lately. Who's now it by? Uh... Some three letters, A, Jason, I don't know, AGR maybe, or R. it's on like a pop station oh, all the time. it's a pop song? Yeah, it's a pop song. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, well, I'll have to check that out. I think it's older, but I just well, heard it. Well, now it is, since yeah. you heard it at Homestead, yeah. I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so the question from the last guy, uh, I did an interview with William Byron, and I think this is probably more, uh, he was gearing it toward like cup schedule, but he wanted to know, like as far as a weekend schedule goes, what would be the ideal weekend schedule in your mind? Like, um, you know, how many days, you know, how many practices, things like that? Yeah, I feel like, you know, on our end, it's a little bit different than the Cup guys because they're there for three days. I feel like the least amount of practice, the better. I feel like, I don't know, it's tough because if I'm in the car that weekend and we're way off, I want as much practice as I can get. But at the same time, like, you go dirt racing, you literally get two or three laps, and then you go racing. That's so crazy. So, like, a lot of time you go to a place you've never even been before. All right, here's your two laps, and you're going to go qualify. And, like, it's hard to figure the place out. So, I don't think we need to go that extreme. But I do feel like we could cut back on a little more practice. And I wouldn't mind seeing, like, not heat races because they didn't work, but, like, almost a random draw race. Like, go for random draw. And then we line them up Friday night, and the winner gets a stage point. Oh, okay. But you don't have to race if you don't want to. It's only for, like, so say some guys are like, man, we know we're not going to win, so we're not going to race. So you might only get 20 cars out there, but then we go race for an extra stage point. And it's random draw. So one week you might start on the pole, next week you might start 20th. Wait, so this is like a, a short sort of like somewhat of a heat sta- heat race yeah, length. Yeah, It's like 30 laps. That way you got enough time to, to get up there. But you have to run on your tires that you practiced on, and this would set qualifying or has or set the no, starting we still lineup. No, we qualify or? and we race on Sunday. Oh, okay. This so this is just a total race. bonus. Yeah, race. this is a bonus race, and it's free admission. Free admission. Free Friday admission night, for the thirty fans. laps. Friday night, thirty racing laps. for a playoff point. Optional. Yep. You don't have to race if you don't want to. If you don't want to tear your car up, and you have to run on your first set of tires you run in practice. Wow. So you might have twenty laps on them. You might have five laps on them. Where'd you get this idea from? I don't know. It just came to my head, but I feel like it would work. Yeah, dude. It'd be very Free admission would be a hit. Everybody's already here anyway. Exactly. So let's race Friday night. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Get Steve O'Donnell on the phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chase, I don't know who the next interview is going to be with yet. 
Um, but do you have a question? I might be able to ask another driver. Hmm. Why? Let me think about this. I'm trying to think how I could word this into a question. So I feel like you can help me on this. I feel like the Cup Series is the best race car drivers in the world, right? So we go to short tracks, we go to intermediates, we go to road courses, super speedways. Why don't we run a dirt track? And I don't know how to turn that into a question, but would you be against running on dirt in the Cup Series or not? Because hmm. I feel like we should be challenged at every single discipline if that's the best race car drivers in the world. Right. So why not? So would they be in four? Would they be four against a Cup Series race on dirt? Yeah, two of them. Two. Yeah, everything else gets like two. So why not? <laughs> okay. And there what you go. two tracks? And what two tracks? Okay, so if you if you are for the race, what two tracks would you want to see? And if you don't want to go dirt, what two tracks should we run in Cup? Like two tracks that they're that not. We on don't now? go to right now. Okay. It can be anywhere. Okay, I like this. Very creative. NASCAR might be calling you soon. You Tell know? O'Donnell. You can give him my number. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Chase Briscoe. I feel like he brought it. I feel like he brought some energy and some good answers to that. So uh, that was really fun. So thanks to him for wanting to do it and for uh, being a, a reader of the 12 questions. That, that means a lot. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it's going to be one of the Driven Life series. And this time it's going to be with Elton Sawyer who obviously works for NASCAR, and he is overseeing things in the garage and how things work. Um, so he has a lot on his plate and a lot to juggle during the race weekends as well as during the week. So I sat down and talked to him about uh, being part of a team, building a team, leadership, communication, things like that that go into functioning in a workplace. I think stuff that could apply to your workplace if you're in an office or things like that. So hopefully that's uh, that's the goal and that will appeal to some of you. And uh, if not, it'll be uh, something where you can just hear a little bit more about uh, behind the scenes of, of NASCAR operations and things like that. So uh, that will be coming out on Friday. And then Sunday afternoon, of course, it's going to be another post-race edition of the podcast. This time it will be from Fontana. So uh, that will be posted pretty much right after the race. Uh, I'll be talking to a media member there. And probably the first thing I'll do is, is do the podcast, knock that out, and get that to you as quickly as possible on that one. Uh, selfish reason for that is that I have a flight that night to get back home to Portland. So I will uh, not be dilly-dallying too much after that race. Anyway, thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.